0: march in the diary of samuel pepys 1663 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by nicole lee the diary of samuel pepys 1663 by samuel pepys march march first lord's day up and walk to whitehall to the chapel where preached one dr lewis said heretofore, to have been a great wit. But he read his sermon, every word, and that so brokenly and so low, that nobody could hear at any distance, nor I anything worth hearing, that sat near. But, which was strange, he forgot to make any prayer before sermon, which all wonder at. But they imputed it to his forgetfulness. After sermon a very fine anthem, so I, up into the house among the courtiers, seeing the fine ladies, and above all my lady castlemaine, who is, above all, that only she I can observe for true beauty. The king and queen being set to dinner, I went to Mr. Fox's, and there dined with him. Much genteel company, and, among other things, I hear for certain that peace is concluded between the king of France and the pope. And also I heard the reasons given by our Parliament yesterday to the king, why they dissent from him in matter of indulgence, which are very good quite through, and which I was glad to hear thence to my lord sandwich who continues with a great cold locked up and being alone we fell into discourse of my uncle the captain's death and estate and i took the opportunity of telling my lord how matters stand and read his will and told him all what a poor estate he hath left at all which he wonders strangely which he may well do thence after singing some new tunes with w howe i walked home whither came will joyce whom i have not seen here a great while nor desired a great while again is so impertinent a coxcomb and yet good-natured and mightily concerned for my brother's late folly in his late wooing at the charge to no purpose nor could in any probability at it he gone we all to bed without prayers it being washing-day to-morrow second up early and by water with commissioner pett to deptford and there took the jemmy yacht that the king and the lords virtuosos built the other day down to woolwich where we discoursed of several matters both there and at the rope-yard, and so to the yacht again, and went down four or five miles with extraordinary pleasure, it being a fine day and a brave gale of wind, and had some oysters brought us aboard newly taken which were excellent, and ate with great pleasure. There also coming into the river two Dutchmen, we sent a couple of men on board, and bought three Holland's cheeses, cost fourpence apiece. Excellent cheeses! whereof I had two, and Commissioner Pet one so back again to Woolwich, and going aboard the hulk, to see the man of the iron bridles, which we are making of for to save Cordage, to put to the chain. I did fall from the shipside into the ship Kent, and had liked to have broke my left hand, but I only sprained some of my fingers, which, when I came ashore, I sent to Mrs. Ackworth for some balsam, and put to my hand, and was pretty well within a little while after. We dined at the White Hart with several officers with us, and after dinner went and saw the royal james brought down to the stern of the dock the main business we came for and then to the rope-yard and saw a trial between hemp and a sort of indian grass which is pretty strong but no comparison between it and the other for strength and it is doubtful whether it will take tar or no so to the yacht again and carried us almost to london so by our oars home to the office and thence mr pet and i to mr grant's coffee-house whither he and Sir J. Cutler came to us, and had much discourse, mixed discourse, and so broke up, and so home, where I found my poor wife all alone at work, and the house foul, it being washing-day, which troubled me, because that to-morrow I must be forced to have friends at dinner, so to my office, and then home to supper, and to bed. Third, Shrove Tuesday. Up and walked to the temple, and by promise calling Commissioner Pett, he and I to Whitehall, to give Mr. Coventry an account of what we did yesterday thence i to the privy seal office and there got a copy of sir w pen's grant to be assistant to sir j Minnes controller which though there be not much in it yet i intend to stir up sir j minnes to oppose only to vex sir w pen thence by water home and at noon by promise mrs Turner and her daughter mrs morris came along with roger pepys to dinner we were as merry as i could be having but a bad dinner for them but so much the better because of the dinner which i must have at the end of this month and here mrs Thee shewed me my name upon her breast as a valentine which would cost me twenty shillings after dinner i took them down into the wine-cellar and broached my tears of claret for them towards the evening we parted and i to the office a while and then home to supper and to bed the sooner having taken some cold yesterday upon the water which brings me my usual pain this afternoon roger pepys tells me that for certain the king is for all this very highly incensed at the parliament's late opposing the indulgence which I am sorry for, and fear it will breed great discontent. Fourth, lay long talking with my wife about ordering things in our family, and then rose into my office, there collecting an alphabet for my navy manuscript, which, after a short dinner, I returned to, and by night perfected to my great content. So to other business till nine at night, and so home to supper and to bed. Fifth, rose this morning early, only to try with intention to begin my last summer's course in rising betimes so to my office a little and then to westminster by coach with sir j minnes and sir w batten in our way talking of sir w penn's business of his patent which i think i have put a stop to wholly for sir j minnes swears he will never consent to it here to the lobby and spoke with my cousin roger who is going to cambridge to-morrow in the hall i do hear that the catholics are in great hopes for all this and do set hard upon the king to get indulgence matters i hear are all nought in ireland and that the parliament has voted and the people that is the papists do cry out against the commissioners sent by the king so that they say the english interest will be lost there thence i went to see my lord sandwich who i found very ill and by his cold being several nights hindered from sleep he is hardly able to open his eyes and is very weak and sad upon it which troubled me much so after talking with mr Cook, whom i found there about his folly for looking and troubling me and other friends in getting him a place that is, storekeeper of the navy at Tangier, before there is any such thing. I returned to the hall, and thence back with the two knights home again by coach, where I found Mr. Moore got abroad and dined with me, which I was glad to see, he not having been able to go abroad a great while. Then came in Mr. Hawley and dined with us, and after dinner I left them and to the office, where we sat late, and I do find that I shall meet with nothing to oppose my growing great in the office but Sir W. Penn, who is now well again and comes into the office very brisk and i think to get up his time that he has been out of the way by being mighty diligent at the office which i pray god he may be but i hope by mind to weary him out for i am resolved to fall to business as hard as i can drive god giving me health and my office late and so home to supper and to bed sixth up betimes and about eight o'clock by coach with four horses with sir j Minnes and sir w batten to woolwich a pleasant day There at the yard we consulted and ordered several matters, and thence to the rope-yard, and did the like, and so into Mr. Falconer's, where we had some fish, which we brought with us, dressed, and there dined with us his new wife, which had been his maid, but seems to be a genteel woman, well enough bred, and discreet. Thence after dinner back to Deptford, where we did as before, and so home, good discourse in our way, Sir J. Minnes being good company, though a simple man enough as to the business of his office but we did discourse at large again about sir w Penn's patent to be his assistant and i perceive he is resolved never to let it pass to my office and thence to sir w batten's where major holmes was lately come from the straits but did tell me strange stories of the faults of cooper his master put in by me which i do not believe but i am sorry to hear and must take some course to have him removed though i believe that the captain is proud and the fellow is not supple enough to him so to my office again to set down my journal, and so home and to bed. This evening my boy Wayman's brother was with me, and I did tell him again that I must part with the boy, for I will not keep him. He desires my keeping him a little longer till he can provide for him, which I am willing for a while to do. This day it seems the House of Commons have been very high against the Papists, being incensed by the stir which they make for their having an indulgence, which, without doubt, is a great folly in them to be so hot upon at this time when they see how averse already the house have shewed themselves from it this evening mr povey was with me at my office and tells me that my lord sandwich is this day so ill that he is much afeard of him which puts me to great pain not more for my own sake than for his poor families seventh up betimes and to the office where some of us sat all the morning at noon sir w pen began to talk with me like a counterfeit rogue very kindly about his house, and getting bills signed for all our works, but he is a cheating fellow, and so I let him talk, and answered nothing. So we parted. I to dinner, and there met the turner, who is come on foot in a frolic, to beg me to get a place at sea for John, their man, which is a rogue. But, however it may be, the sea may do him good in reclaiming him, and therefore I will see what I can do. She dined with me, and after dinner, I took coach and carried her home. In our way, in Cheapside, lighting and giving her a dozen pair of white gloves as my Valentine. Thence to my Lord Sandwich, who is gone to Sir W. Wheeler's, for his more quiet being, where he slept well last night, and I took him very merry, playing at cards, and much company with him. So I left him, and Creed and I to Westminster Hall, and there walked a good while. He told me how, for some words on my lady Gerard's, against my lady castlemaine to the queen the king did the other day affront her in going out to dance with her at a ball when she desired it as the ladies do and is since forbid attending the queen by the king which is much talked of my lord her husband being a great favourite thence by water home and to my office wrote by the post and so home to bed eighth lord's day being sent to by sir j minnes to know whether i would go with him to whitehall to-day i rose but could not get ready before he was gone but however i walked thither and heard dr king bishop of chichester make a good and eloquent sermon upon these words they that sow in tears shall reap in joy thence the chapel in lent being hung with black and no anthem sung after sermon as at other times to my lord sandwich at sir w wheeler's i found him out of order thinking himself to be in a fit of an egg but in the afternoon he was very cheery i dined with sir william where a good but short dinner not better than one of mine commonly of a sunday after dinner up to my lord there being mr Cumble, my lord among other discourse did tell us of his great difficulties past in the business of the sound and of his receiving letters from the king there but his sending them by whetstone was a great folly and the story how my lord being at dinner with sidney one of his fellow plenipotentiaries and his mortal enemy did see Whetstone, and put off his hat three times to him, but the fellow would not be known, which my lord imputed to his coxcombly humour, of which he was full, and bid Sidney take notice of him too, when at the very time he had letters in his pocket from the king, as it proved afterwards. And Sidney afterwards did find it out at Copenhagen, the Dutch commissioners telling him how my lord Sandwich had hired one of their ships to carry back Whetstone to Lubeck, he being come from Flanders from the king but i cannot but remember my lord's equanimity in all these affairs with admiration thence walked home in my way meeting mr moore with whom i took a turn or two in the street among the drapers in paul's churchyard talking of business and so home to bed ninth up betimes to my office where all the morning about noon sir j robinson lord mayor desiring way through the garden from the tower called in at the office and there invited me and sir w pen who happened to be in the way to dinner which we did there had a great lent dinner of fish little flesh and thence he and i in his coach against my will for i am resolved to shun too great fellowship with him to whitehall but came too late the duke having been with our fellow officers before we came for which i was sorry thence he and i to walk one turn in the park and so home by coach and i to my office where late and so home to supper and to bed there dined with us to-day mr slingsby of the mint who showed us all the new pieces both gold and silver examples of them all, that are made for the king by Blondeau's way, and compared them with those made for Oliver. The pictures of the latter made by Simons, and of the king by one Roter, a German, I think, that dined with us also, he extols those of Rotors above the others, and indeed I think they are the better, because the sweeter of the two. But upon my word those of the protector are more like in my mind than the king's, but both very well worth seeing. The crowns of Cromwell are now sold, it seems, for twenty-five shillings and thirty shillings apiece. Tenth. Up and to my office all the morning, and great pleasure it is to be doing my business betimes. About noon Sir J. Minnes came to me, and stayed half an hour with me in my office, talking about his business with Sir W. Penn, and, though with me an old doter, yet he told me freely how sensible he is, of sir w pen's treachery in this business and what poor ways he has taken all along to ingratiate himself by making mr turner write out things for him and then he gives them to the duke and how he directed him to give mr coventry a hundred pounds for his place but that mr coventry did give him twenty pounds back again all this i am pleased to hear that his neighbour is found out dined upon a poor lenten dinner at home my wife being vexed at a fray this morning with my lady batten about my boys going thither to turn the watercock with their maid's leave but my lady was mighty high upon it and she would teach his mistress better manners which my wife answered aloud that she might hear that she could learn little manners of her after dinner to my office and there we sat all the afternoon till eight at night and so wrote my letters by the post and so before nine home which is rare with me of late i staying longer but with multitude of business my head aches and so i can stay no longer but home to supper and to bed eleventh up betimes and to my office walked a little in the garden with sir w batten talking about the difference between his lady and my wife yesterday and i doubt my wife is to blame about noon had news by mr wood that butler our chief witness against field was sent by him to new england contrary to our desire which made me mad almost and so sir j Minnes, sir w pen and i dined together at trinity house and thither sent for him to us and told him our minds which he seemed not to value much but went away i wrote and sent an express to walthamstow to sir w pen who is gone thither this morning to tell him of it however in the afternoon wood sends us word that he has appointed another to go who shall overtake the ship in the downs so i was late at the office among other things writing to the downs to the commander-in-chief Am putting things into the surest course I could to help the business, so home and to bed. Twelfth, up betimes and to my office all the morning with Captain Cock, ending their account of the riga contract for hemp. So home to dinner, my head full of business against the office. After dinner comes my uncle Thomas with a letter to my father, wherein, as we desire, he and his son do order their tenants to pay their rents to us, which pleases me well in discourse he tells me my uncle white thinks much that i do never see them and they have reason but i do apprehend that they have been too far concerned with my uncle thomas against us so that i have had no mind hitherto but now i shall go see them he being gone i to the office where at the choice of maesters and surgeons for the fleet now going out i did my business as i could wish both for the persons i had a mind to serve and in getting the warrants signed drawn by my clerks which i was afeard of sat late and having done i went home where i found mary ashwell come to live with us of whom i hope well and pray god she may please us which though it cost me something yet will give me much content so to supper and to bed and find by her discourse and carriage to-night that she is not proud but will do what she is bid but for want of being abroad knows not how to give the respect to her mistress as she will do when she is told it she having been used only to little children and there was a kind of a mistress over them "'troubled all night with my cold. "'I have been quite hoarse with it, "'that I could not speak to be heard at all, almost.' Thirteenth. "'Up pretty early, and to my office all the morning busy. "'At noon home to dinner, expecting Ashwell's father, "'who was here in the morning and promised to come, but he did not. "'But there came in Captain Grove, "'and I found him to be a very stout man, "'at least in his discourse he would be thought so. "'And I do think that he is.' and one that bears me great respect, and deserves to be encouraged for his care in all business. Abroad by water with my wife and Ashwell, and left them at Mr. Pierce's, and I to Whitehall and St. James's Park, there being no commission for Tangier sitting to-day, as I looked for, where I walked an hour or two with great pleasure, it being a most pleasant day. So to Mrs. Hunt's, and there found my wife, and so took them up by coach, and carried them to Hyde Park, where store of coaches and good faces, here till night and so home and to my office to write by the post and so to supper and to bed fourteenth up betimes and to my office where we sat all the morning and a great rant i did give to mr davis of deptford and others about their usage of mitchell in his bupers which he serves in for flags which did trouble me but yet it was in defence of what was truth so home to dinner where creed dined with me and walked a good while in the garden with me after dinner talking among other things of the poor service which sir j lawson did really do in the straits for which all this great fame and honour done him is risen so to my office where all the afternoon giving masters their warrants for this voyage for which i hope hereafter to get something at their coming home in the evening my wife and i and ashwell walked in the garden and i find she is a pretty ingenuous girl at all sorts of fine work which pleases me very well and i hope will be very good entertainment for my wife without much cost so to write by the post and so home to supper and to bed fifteenth lord's day up and with my wife and her woman ashwell the first time to church where our pew were so full with sir jamin sister and her daughter that i perceive when we come all together some of us must be shut out but i suppose we shall come to some order what to do therein dine at home and to church again in the afternoon and so home and I to my office till the evening, doing one thing or other, and reading my vows, as I am bound every Lord's Day, and so home to supper and talk, and Ashwell is such good company, that I think we shall be very lucky in her, so to prayers and to bed. This day the weather, which of late has been very hot and fair, turns very wet and cold, and all the church-time this afternoon it thundered mightily, which I have not heard a great while. 16. Up very betimes, and to my office where with several masters of the king's ships sir j minnes and i advising upon the business of slops wherein the seaman is so much abused by the pursers and that being done then i home to dinner and so carried my wife to her mother's set her down and ashwell to my lord's lodging there left her and i to the duke where we met of course and talked of our navy matters then to the commission of tangier and there among other things Had my lord peterborough's commission read over and mr secretary bennett did make his queries upon it in order to the drawing one for my lord rutherford more regularly that being a very extravagant thing here long discoursing upon my lord rutherford's dispatch and so broke up and so going out of the court i met with mr coventry and so he and i walked half an hour in the long stone gallery where we discoursed of many things among others how the treasurer doth intend to come to pay in course which is the thing of the world that will do the king the greatest service in the navy, and which joys my heart to hear of. He tells me of the business of Sir J. Minnes and Sir W. Penn, which I knew before, but took no notice, or little, that I did know it. But he told me it was chiefly to make Mr. Pett's being joined with Sir W. Batten to go down the better, and do tell me how he well sees that neither one nor the other can do their duties without help, but, however, will let it fall at present, without doing more in it, to see whether they will do their duties themselves, which he will see, and saith they do not. We discoursed of many other things to my great content, and so parted, and I to my wife at my lord's lodgings, where I heard Ashwell play first upon the harpsicon, and I find she do play pretty well, which pleaseth me very well. Thence home by coach, buying at the temple the printed virginal book for her, and so home, and to my office a while, and so home, and to supper, and to bed. 17th. Up betimes, and to my office a while, and then home, and to Sir W. Batten, with whom by coach to St. Margaret's Hill in Southwark, where the judge of the Admiralty came, and the rest of the doctors of the civil law and some other commissioners, whose commission of Oyer and Terminer was read, and then the charge given by Dr. Exton, which methought was somewhat dull, though he would seem to intend it to be very rhetorical, saying that justice had two wings, one of which spread itself over the land, and the other over the water, which was this Admiralty court. That being done, and the jury called, they broke up, and to dinner to a tavern hard by where a great dinner and i with them but i perceive that this court is yet but in its infancy as to its rising again and their design and consultation was i could overhear them how to proceed with the most solemnity and spend time there being only two businesses to do which of themselves could not spend much time in the afternoon to the court again where first abram the boatswain of the king's pleasure-boat was tried for drowning a man and next turpin accused by our wicked rogue field for stealing the king's timber but after full examination they were both acquitted and as i was glad of the first for the saving the man's life so i did take the other as a very good fortune to us for if turpin had been found guilty it would have sounded very ill in the ears of all the world in the business between field and us so home with my mind at very great ease over the water to the tower and thence there being nobody at the office we being absent and so no office could be kept sir w batten and i to my lord mayors where we found my lord with colonel strangeways and sir richard floyd parliament men in the cellar drinking where we sat with them and then up and by and by comes in sir richard ford in our drinking which was always going we had many discourses but from all of them i do find sir r ford a very able man of his brains and tongue and a scholar but my lord mayor i find to be a talking bragging bufflehead a fellow that would be thought to have led all the city in the great business of bringing in the king, and that nobody understood his plots, and the dark lantern he walked by, but led them and ploughed with them as oxen and asses his own words, to do what he had a mind, when in every discourse I observe him to be as very a coxcomb as I could have thought had been in the city. But he is resolved to do great matters in pulling down the shops quite through the city, as he hath done in many places and will make a thorough passage quite through the city through canning street which indeed will be very fine and then his precept which he in vain-glory said he had drawn up himself and hath printed it against coachmen and carmen affronting of the gentry in the street it is drawn so like a fool and some faults were openly found in it that i believe he will have so much wit as not to proceed upon it though it be printed here we stayed talking till eleven at night, Sir R. Ford breaking to my lord our business of our patent to be justices of the peace in the city, which he stuck at mightily. But, however, Sir R. Ford knows him to be a fool, and so in his discourse he made him appear, and cajoled him into a consent to it. But, as I believe when he comes to his right mind to-morrow, he will be of another opinion. And though Sir R. Ford moved it very weightily and neatly, yet I had rather it had been spared now, but to see how he do rant, and pretend to sway all the city in the court of aldermen, and says plainly that they cannot do, nor will he suffer them to do, anything but what he pleases. Nor is there any officer of the city but of his putting in, nor any man that could have kept the city for the king thus well and long but him. And if the country can be preserved, he will undertake that the city shall not dare to stir again. But I am confident there is no man almost in the city cares a turd for him, nor hath he brains to outwit any ordinary tradesman so home and wrote a letter to Commissioner to Chatham by all means to compose the business between Major Holmes and Cooper his master, and so to bed. Eighteenth. Wake betimes and talk a while with my wife about a wench that she has hired yesterday, which I would have enquired of before she comes, she having lived in great families, and so up and to my office, where all the morning, and at noon home to dinner. After dinner by water to Redriff, my wife and Ashwell with me, and so walked and left them at half-way house. I to Deptford, where up and down the storehouses, and on board two or three ships now getting ready to go to sea, and so back, and find my wife walking in the way. So home again, merry with our Ashwell, who is a merry jade, and so a while to my office, and then home to supper and to bed. This day my triangle, which was put in tune yesterday, did please me very well, Ashwell playing upon it pretty well. Nineteenth up betimes and to woolwich all alone by water where took the officers most to bed i walked and inquired how all matters and businesses go and by and by to the clerk of the check's house and there eat some of his good jamaica brawn and so walked to greenwich part of the way dean walking with me talking of the pride and corruption of most of his fellow officers of the yard and which i believe to be true so to deptford where I did the same to great content, and see the people begin to value me as they do the rest. At noon Mr. Waith took me to his house where I dined, and saw his wife, a pretty woman, and had a good fish dinner, and after dinner he and I walked to Redriff talking of several errors in the navy, by which I learned a great deal, and was glad of his company. So by water home, and by and by to the office, where we sat till almost nine at night, So after doing my own business in my office, writing letters, etc., home to supper, and to bed, being weary and vexed, that I do not find other people so willing to do business as myself, when I have taken pains to find out what in the yards is wanting and fitting to be done. Twentieth, Up betimes and over the water, and walked to Deptford, where up and down the yard, and met the two clerks of the checks to conclude by our method their call-books, which we have done to great perfection and so walked home again, where I found my wife in great pain a bed. I stayed and dined by her, and after dinner walked forth and by water to the temple, and in Fleet Street bought me a little sword with gilt handle, cost twenty-three shillings, and silk stockings to the colour of my riding-cloth suit, cost fifteen shillings, and bought me a belt there too, cost fifteen shillings, and so calling at my brother's I find he has got a new maid. Very likely, girl, I wish you do not play the fool with her, thence homewards, and meeting with Mr. Curtin's kinsman in Paul's churchyard, he and I to a coffee-house, where I hear how there had like to have been a surprisal of Dublin by some discontented Protestants, and other things of like nature, and it seems the commissioners have carried themselves so high for the Papists, that the others will not endure it. Hewlett and some others are taken and clapped up, and they say the King hath sent over to dissolve the Parliament there, who went very high against the commissioners.' pray god send all well hence home and in comes captain ferrers and by and by mr bland to see me and sat talking with me till nine or ten at night and so good night the captain to bid my wife to his child's christening so my wife being pretty well again and ashwell there we spent the evening pleasantly and so to bed twenty first up betimes and to my office where busy all the morning and at noon after a very little dinner to it again and by and by by appointment our full board met, and Sir Philip Warwick and Sir Robert Long came from my lord Treasurer to speak with us about the state of the debts of the navy, and how to settle it, says to begin upon the new foundation of two hundred thousand pounds per annum, which the king is now resolved not to exceed. This discourse done, and things put in a way of doing, they went away, and Captain Holmes being called in, he began his high complaint against his master Cooper, and would have him forthwith discharged, which I opposed, not in his defence, but for the justice of proceeding not to condemn a man unheard, upon which we fell from one word to another that we came to very high terms, such as troubled me, though all and the worst that I ever said was that that was insolently or ill-manneredly spoken. When he told me that it was well it was here that I said it, but all the officers, Sir G. Carteret, Sir J. Minnes, Sir W. Batten, and Sir W. Penn cried shame of it, At last he parted, and we resolved to bring the dispute between him and his master to a trial next week, wherein I shall not at all concern myself in defence of anything that is unhandsome on the master's part, nor willingly suffer him to have any wrong. So we rose, and I, to my office, troubled, though sensible, that all the officers are of opinion that he has carried himself very much unbecoming him. So wrote letters by the post, and home to supper, and to bed. Twenty-second Lord's Day. Up betimes, and in my office, wrote out our bill for the Parliament about our being made justices of peace in the city. So home into church, where a dull formal fellow that prayed for the right Honourable John, Lord Berkeley, Lord President of Connaught, etc. So home to dinner, and after dinner, my wife and I and her woman by coach to Westminster, where, being come too soon for the christening, we took up Mr. Creed and went out to take some air, as far as Chelsea and further i lighting there and letting them go on with the coach while i went to the church expecting to see the young ladies of the school ashwell desiring me but i could not get in far enough and so came out and at the coach's coming back went in again and so back to westminster and led my wife and her to captain ferrers and i to my lord sandwich and with him talking a good while i find the court would have this indulgence go on but the parliament are against it matters in ireland are full of discontent thence with mr creed to captain ferrers where many fine ladies the house well and prettily furnished she lies in in great state mr g montague colonel williams cromwell that was and mrs wright as proxy for my lady jemima were witnesses very pretty and plentiful entertainment could not get away till nine at night and so home my coach cost me seven shillings so to prayers and to bed This day, though I was merry enough, yet I could not get yesterday's quarrel out of my mind, and a natural fear of being challenged by Holmes for the words I did give him, though nothing but what did become me as a principal officer. Twenty-third, Up betimes into my office, before noon my wife and I eat something, thinking to have gone abroad together, but in comes Mr. Hunt, who we were forced to stay to dinner, and so while that was got ready he and I abroad about two or three small businesses of mine, and so back to dinner and after dinner he went away and my wife and i and ashwell by coach Set my wife down at her mother's and ashwell at my lord's she going to see her father and mother and i to whitehall being fearful almost so poor a spirit i have of meeting major holmes by and by the duke comes and be with him about our usual business and then the committee for tangier where after reading my lord rutherford's commission and consented to sir r ford sir w ryder and i were chosen to bring in some laws for the civil government of it which i am little able to do but I am glad to be joined with them, for I shall learn something of them. Thence to see my lord Sandwich, and who should I meet at the door but Major Holmes. He would have gone away, but I told him I would not spoil his visit, and would have gone. But, however, we fell to discourse, and he did as good as desire excuse for the high words that did pass in his heat the other day, which I was willing enough to close with, and after telling him my mind we parted, and I left him to speak with my lord and I by coach home, where I found Will Howe come home to-day with my wife and stayed with us all night, staying late up singing songs, and then he and I to bed together in Ashwell's bed, and she with my wife. This the first time that I ever lay in the room. This day Greatorex brought me a very pretty weather-glass for heat and cold. 24th. Lay pretty long, that is, till past six o'clock, and then up, and W. Howe and I, very merry together, till, having eat our breakfast, he went away, and I to my office. By and by, Sir J. and I, to the victualling office, by appointment, to meet several persons upon stating the demands of some people of money from the king. Here we went into their bake-house, and saw all the ovens at work, and good bread too, as ever I would desire to eat. Then Sir J. and I homewards, calling at Brown's, the mathematician in the mineries, with a design of buying White's ruler to measure timber with, but could not agree on the price. So home and to dinner, and so to my office, where we sat anon, and among other things had Cooper's business tried against Captain Holmes. But I find Cooper a fuddling, troublesome fellow, though a good artist, and so am contented to have him turned out of his place. Nor did I see reason to say one word against it, though I know what they did against him was with great envy and pride. So anon broke up, and after writing letters, etc., home to supper and to bed. 25th Lady Day Up betimes to my office, where all the morning, at noon dined, and to the exchange, and thence to the sun tavern, to my lord Rutherford, and dined with him, and some others, his officers, and Scotch gentlemen, of fine discourse and education. My lord used me with great respect, and discoursed upon his business as with one that he did esteem of, and indeed I do believe that this garrison is likely to come to something under him. By and by he went away, forgetting to take leave of me, my back being turned, looking upon the aviary which is there very pretty, and the birds begin to sing well this spring. Thence home into my office till night, reading over and consulting upon the book and ruler that I bought this morning of Brown, concerning the line of numbers in which I find much pleasure. This evening came Captain Grove about hiring ships for Tangier. I did hint to him my desire that I could make some lawful profit thereof, which he promises that he will tell me of all that he gets, and that I shall have a share, which I did not demand, but did silently consent to it. "'and money, I perceive, something will be got thereby. "'At night Mr. Bland came and sat with me in my office till late, "'and so I home and to bed. "'This day being washing-day and my maid Susan ill, "'or would be thought so, put my house so out of order "'that we had no pleasure almost in anything, "'my wife being troubled thereat for want of a good cook-maid, "'and moreover I cannot have my dinner as I ought "'in memory of my being cut for the stone, "'but I must have it a day or two hence.' twenty sixth up betimes into my office leaving my wife in bed to take her physic myself also not being out of some pain to-day by some cold that i have got by the sudden change of the weather from hot to cold this day is five years since it pleased god to preserve me at my being cut of the stone of which i bless god i am in all respects well only now and then upon taking cold i have some pain but otherwise in very good health always but i could not get my feast to be kept to-day as it used to be because of my wife's being ill, and other disorders by my servant's being out of order. This morning came a new cook-maid, at four pounds per annum, the first time I ever did give so much, but we hope it will be nothing lost by keeping a good cook. She did live last at my lord monk's house, and indeed at dinner did get what there was very prettily ready and neat for me, which did please me much. This morning my uncle Thomas was with me, according to agreement, and i paid him the fifty pounds which was against my heart to part with and yet i must be contented i used him very kindly and i desire to continue so void of any discontent as to my estate that i may follow my business the better at the change i met him again with intent to have met with my uncle white to have made peace with him with whom by my long absence i fear i shall have a difference but he was not there so we missed all the afternoon sat at the office about business till nine or ten at night and so dispatched business and home to supper and to bed my maid susan went away to-day i giving her something for her lodging and diet somewhere else awhile that i might have room for my new maid twenty seventh up betimes and at my office all the morning at noon to the exchange and there by appointment met my uncles thomas and white and from thence with them to a tavern and there paid my uncle white three pieces of gold for himself my aunt and their son that is dead left by my uncle robert and read over our agreement with my uncle thomas and the state of our debts and legacies and so good friendship i think is made up between us all only we have the worst of it in having so much money to pay thence i to the exchequer again and thence with creed into fleet street and calling at several places about business in passing at the hercules pillars he and i dined though late and thence with one that we found there a friend of captain ferris i used to meet at the playhouse they would have gone to some gaming-house but i would not but parted and staying a little in paul's churchyard at the foreign booksellers looking over some spanish books and with much ado keeping myself from laying out money there as also with them being willing enough to have gone to some idle house with them i got home and after a while at my office to supper and to bed twenty-eighth up betimes and to my office where all the morning dined at home and creed with me and though a very cold day and high wind yet I took him by land to Deptford, my common walk, where I did some little businesses, and so home again, walking both forwards and backwards, as much along the street as we could to save going by water. So home, and after being a little while hearing Ashwell play on the triangle to my office, and there late, writing a chiding letter to my poor father about his being so unwilling to come to an account with me, which I desire he might do, that I may know what he spends, and how to order the estate so as to pay debts and legacies as far as may be so late home to supper and to bed twenty ninth lord's day waked as i used to do betimes but being sunday and very cold i lay long it raining and snowing very hard which i did never think it would have done any more this year up and to church home to dinner after dinner in comes mr moore and sat and talked with us a good while among other things telling me that neither my lord nor he are under apprehensions of the late discourse in the house of commons concerning resumption of crown lands which i am very glad of he being gone up to my chamber where my wife and ashwell and i all the afternoon talking and laughing and by and by a while to my office reading over some papers which i found in my man william's chest of drawers among others some old precedents concerning the practice of this office heretofore which i am glad to find and shall make use of among others an oath which the principal officers were bound to swear at their entrance into their offices which I would be glad were in use still. So home and fell hard to make up my monthly accounts, letting my family go to bed after prayers. I stayed up long and find myself, as I think, fully worth six hundred and seventy pounds. So with good comfort to bed, finding that though it be but little, yet I do get ground every month. I pray God it may continue so with me. Thirtieth, Up betimes, and found my weather-glass sunk again just to the same position which it was last night before I had any fire made in my chamber, which had made it rise in two hours time above half a degree so to my office where all the morning and at the glass-house and after dinner by coach with sir w pen i carried my wife and her woman to westminster they to visit mrs ferris and clark we to the duke where we did our usual business and afterwards to the tangier committee where among other things we all of us sealed and signed the contract for building the mole with my lord Tiviot, sir j lawson and mr chumley a thing i did with a very ill will because a thing which i did not at all understand nor any or few of the whole board we did also read over the propositions for the civil government and law merchant of the town as they were agreed on this morning at the glass house by sir r ford and sir w Ryder, who drew them mr povey and myself as a committee appointed to prepare them which were in substance but not in the manner of executing them independent wholly upon the governor consenting to thence to see my lord sandwich who i found very merry and every day better and better so to my wife, who waited my coming at my lord's lodgings, and took her up and by coach home, where no sooner come but to bed, finding myself just in the same condition I was lately by the extreme cold weather, my paws stopped, and so my body all inflamed and itching, so keeping myself warm and provoking myself to a moderate sweat, and so somewhat better in the morning. 31st. And to that purpose I lay long talking with my wife about my father's coming, which I expect to-day, Coming up with the horses brought up for my lord, up and to my office, where doing business all the morning, and at Sir W. Batten's, where Mister Gordon and many others came to us about business. Then home to dinner, where W. Joyce came, and he still a talking impertinent fellow. So to the office again, and hearing by and by that Madam Clark, Pierce, and others were come to see my wife, I stepped in and stayed a little with them, and so to the office again, where late, and so home to supper, and to bed. End of March.